0: Built in 1785, the Elmendorf Inn along Kern Route 9 was a stopover on the four-day stagecoach run between New York City and Albany, the state capital. Imagine yourself on that long trek, arriving tired in the dark, in sweaty, dirty clothes with mostly buttons to undo. The zipper, you know, wasn't invented until 1851. But after a bumpy ride through Westchester, You'd be so relieved to step out of your coach, stretch your legs, you'd order someone to take your horses around back, and you'd enter a building like the Elmendorf with low ceilings, but be welcomed by a warm fire, a warm meal, probably a warm beer, and hopefully, if you're lucky, a warm bed. This was hospitality. No points program, though six years ago when Brian and I moved to our wonderful town in Dutchess County from the city we were welcomed by people we already knew by their friends by our neighbors and by people we met we found the various Facebook groups feeds email lists like the Empire regulars I learned to do the country wave we found our favorite stores and shop people we bought a generator hired a handyman we went through like three plumbers What we didn't think to notice at the time there wasn't much of a welcome from, you know, the institutions, the villages or the town, the county. I mean, on a farm road of a goat farm, a sheep farm and an orchard and two other houses, that's it. It's not like there's a neighborhood welcome committee. So last Wednesday evening was really exciting. Brian recently joined the Port of Historic Red Hook, which is based in the Elmendorf Inn. And with them, he organized a welcome neighbor event on Zoom. I think they expected like 20 people or so. People new to the town, and some who have been here for years. When we logged on, though, the turnout was more like 60. A few faces I knew, and spotted a few local politicians, too. But also, scrolling the pages of faces, I didn't know a lot. After welcomes from Will Tatum, the county historian, Beth Jones, president of Historic Red Hook, Brian, and Elizabeth, the director, who you heard here on City at episode 39, remember? We were split into breakout rooms, to get to know each other. My group had a few new residents. Also, Emily, who works for MB, the online newspaper, Beth from the board of Historic Red Hook, and two longtime residents, one of whom turns out to be the mother of our plumber, Todd, plumber number three. Todd is a wonderful plumber, and it was great to be able to tell his mother, Alice, that, although I think Alice already knew that. I was assigned as the group's moderator. We had such fun talking about why we moved here, where we lived, who we'd like to meet in the town that we haven't, the first thing we would do after COVID lifts, and what our hopes for the future are. So many ideas came out of the evening about building a better town, how this organization could help, and of course, a flurry of exchanges of contact information among people who now know each other, and the plan to do this again. I think City is kind of a welcome wagon. From the beginning, it was to encourage and welcome people to life in the country, particularly the Hudson Valley where we live, but really to rally the call for anywhere you can hear a donkey bray or chase the sunset. Shakespeare said, Good company, good wine, good welcome can make good people. So, my fellow it's good people far and wide, pour yourself a glass of whatever you enjoy, and good welcome to a new season. I'm Matt Zucker, and this is It, learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley. Season four, episode one. The first item is breaking news. And news doesn't happen much when you live in the country. I mean, two new street signs went up on our road, and Brian and I talked about it for like 20 minutes. And up the road at the orchard, they've been building a new machine shop, a giant structure. Every day, Nora and I walk up there and report back on progress. We started to see the frame go up in December, then the roof in January. Giant cutouts are now there for garage doors later. I couldn't believe they decided to build it in the coldest part of the year. I said to Brian, I can't believe they decided to build it in the coldest part of the year. So anyway, the news. Well, if you heard the short audio clip from January, City is in the running for a Chronogram Arts Magazine Chronogrammy Award for Best Regional Podcast. The news is that we heard was, well, me being Brian and Nora, that It has made the final five. Voting begins April 1st, so I will need all of you, and I mean all of you, to go and vote. If you've read my book, you know how I feel about awards, so the desperation should be palpable. Never mind that I asked them to create the category in the first place, and I'm running an ad on the website about City It. Every vote counts. Please help this one happen. Okay, so this theme of welcoming, it really affects me. This morning, I pulled into Sawkill Farm to pick up some eggs, and there was Gordon and Rex, their dogs, to welcome me. Rex runs right up to the car as soon as I get out, and Gordon heads right for the back tire and, well, pees on it. Hi, guys. I tend to feel welcome in the places I go back all the time, which of course makes sense. In the city, I had my spots too, like the dry cleaner on West 11th Street, when I would bring my laundry in twice a week and I would always have a chat with Jason and Vicky, the owners. In the country, it's a little more desperate. You might be among the few people you both see that day, and every regular counts. But there's also that extra step of leisure. I linger a little bit longer, maybe less rushed, or maybe just savoring the relationship a little bit more. This is a very welcoming time of year. Inclusiveness is the new oxygen. Passover starts March 27th. It's a holiday which actually celebrates freedom, but if you've ever participated in a Seder, you've probably heard the words about welcoming others and looking out for each other. In most years, peoples of all faiths might join Passover Seder and retell the story of Exodus in their best Charlton Heston voices. An important Jewish value is to invite Jewish strangers to a Passover Seder. No, we're not recruiting, although we probably should. It's about everyone being free, or none of us are. One symbolic gesture during the Seder is to leave the door open in case the prophet Elijah shows up. Elijah is famous for arguing against idol worshiping. He did some miracles, and I think said God would withhold rain if the idol worship didn't stop. You could say he was kind of a troublemaker, but yes, we leave the door open for him. Everyone's welcome. I realized that I was raised in a welcoming environment. My parents always encouraged people to stop by, whether it was for dinner or an overnight on the road from wherever they were to New York City or Boston. My brother picked this up. He would usually bring someone home with him for dinner from college. It could be a roommate from Ithaca or a guy he met teaching English in Slovakia with. Sometimes they would even live with us. Brian has this in him too, the birdhouse hanging from the roof of our front porch he put up. I called the bird restaurant since it was very popular all winter. All kinds of colorful birds would show up, and so would squirrels. They would do gymnastics on tree branches even to jump into the birdhouse and steal the seed I hate squirrels. They're nasty little animals and a co- top cause of power outages. The bird restaurant is now closed for this season. Sorry. This season of City It, we will welcome new ideas and new experiences. There's a new donkey named Walter at Northwind Farms, so we'll get some carrots and bop pie. I'm also thinking of doing more interviews with more interesting people. This means I get to learn to do better editing. I'm going to have to. I'm thinking of using a new platform for podcast recording called Riverside. On my marketing podcast, Writing, we started to use it and like it. I'm also thinking of going deeper into stories behind the stories. More of the why things are the way they are. What's the context for our Byzantine county, town, village, Hamlet government system? Why? How do I talk my way into that house that Aaron Burr hid in after the duel with Alexander Hamilton in Red Hook Village? The other change you'll hear is more partnerships and content integrations. For example, Chicken Librarian, a homesteading service a few hours west of us, is working with Citiate with tips and content for listeners like you. Check out her classes in the meantime at chickenlibrarian.com. One format I was also going to try this year on Citiate is live streaming. You may have seen me write about it in Forbes.com recently, and I've been going to a few other people's live streams. and They're quite fun, and there's a certain energy to them. Drop me a line in the Facebook group or on Insta or email goats at CityAt.com if you think this is a terribly good idea and if you have any ideas for live streaming topics. Spring is a time for changes. Other changes. Brian bought me a bike, a Linus. It's black. The store in Rhinebeck has it on order. I can't wait kind of excited since I really need more fitness and the roads here look so great to bike around. I'm already thinking of where I could go. Maybe down Linden Avenue past all those big old farmhouses and those open spaces. I'm pretty sure I could bike to the porch at Giabata in Tivoli for a glass of wine, although it's fairly unclear if I could bike back or I would need to call for a ride. Gardening season is coming, which means a lot to Brian for the plants and a lot to me for the garden parties. Even if it's small groups this year, spaced apart, we are rolling out the welcome blanket. I'm thinking of wearing real shirts again. I spent the last 12 months primarily in t-shirts and sweatshirts. I rotate between two Cornell sweatshirts, one Sawkill Farm sweatshirt, two Gap brand ones, and a Patagonia. Finally, on a Friday of all days, I actually put on an untucket and a v-neck sweater as if it was 2020 and I was headed to a client meeting in Minneapolis. Right now, it's hard not to focus on the weather changes. The weekend was amazing. Nor and I took a long hike at Greek Farm, while Brian ran a marathon, or a half marathon, through Tivoli Bays. If you haven't been to Greek Farm, you should. Greek Farm is a third generation farm in Red Hook, on Pitcher Lane, right off Route 9. There's a farm store open every day, and TJ's Meatloaf is killer. You can also visit their goats. On Saturdays, there's also a farmer's market of stands. You can usually meet Norm Grigg himself at the fish counter. But what's really my favorite feature? is that Norm and his family recently created four miles of walking paths through the back orchard, where you can go for a long walk or take the dog on a run. Spring is also full of chores. I need to unplug the heat tape, as you remember. I need to switch out the water filters I often forget. And of course, I need to clean out my goat shed, so I can use it again as a seasonal office. It's all happening. Just look outside. Just go outside. The sun on your face. The mood of anyone you meet is lighter. The magnolias and hostas, the buds are sprouting. And if I think about it, so am I. Thanks for listening to This Idiot. I've got a great season planned. This has been a hard winter and a hard year for many people. I'm welcoming the spring and grateful for your ears, your hearts, and your clicks. Starting April 1st, please vote for Citiate at chronicram.com for Best Regional Podcast in the Arts and Entertainment categories. I'm Matt Zucker, streaming from what was once America's Food Basket, and is certainly currently ours. Come visit...